You're listening to the Lost Chill Podcast with Katie and Kimmy. For years now, I have had the pleasure of listening to the wit, banter, and pure joy from these two, and now I invite you to share in the delight of listening to them discuss the books they're currently reading. Whether you are a fellow dedicated bibliophile or simply wish you had more time to read, you will love hearing the insight and discussions around the stories they dive into. So grab a cup of coffee or pour a glass of wine and let's jump on in. Katie and Kimmy, take it away. Oh my goodness, our first episode in season two where we will be talking about an entire book on our book podcast. (laughs) Not a movie. How exciting. So this week's episode is Reckless Girls by Rachel Hawkins. Yes, Reckless Girls just came out recently on January 4th and it has been very much anticipated by the book community. Hawkins is a seasoned author with her more popular titles being... The Wife Upstairs, and The X-Hex. Now, if you're confused like Katie originally was, The X-Hex <laughs> is by Aaron Sterling and... Bow, 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 bow. That's actually a pseudonym for Rachel Hawkins. Yep, you're right. Aaron Sterling is a pen name for Rachel Hawkins. And I'm gonna blow your mind. <laughs> Apparently we're just singing again tonight. Apparently. So... Reckless Girls brings us to a remote island in the South Pacific with our main character, Lux. Basically, her mom died. She met a boy in a bar while working in California. The boy is Nico. He wants to sail the world. They got to go through Maui. But the boat's broken. They can't afford to fix it. Blah, blah, blah. So these two girls, uh, Brittany and Alma hire Nico to a remote deserted island in the South Pacific and they just want his girlfriend to come too as they're paying $50,000 for this adventure. So when they arrive, the island's not completely deserted. There's another couple there, Jack Jack. is his name, and Eliza. And they're just already there on their own getaway. And they end up staying for a few weeks. And, you know, just your typical... Murder, drugs, cheating, rock and roll, lying. Your typical island vacation. I don't know what happens on your island vacations, but (laughs) that sounds like a trip. (laughs) (laughs) So before we get started, we want to warn you that there will be spoilers. I think it is a boat time. We seize the day and get started. What do you think? You're awfully naughty. That's all you have? Um... Yeah, I forgot to come up with more. I'm so disappointed. There was only one pun. Did I wreck you? <laughs> I w- I'm surprised Life's there was... a beach. There was no anchors, no sails. What puns do you make with anchors? Anchor is not a very punny word. Anchors away. Hmm. I mean, but how is that a pun? I don't know. Oh. That's why I was <laughs> You're a criminal you. mastermind. Yeah, yeah exactly. This is your rodeo with the puns. I'm just so hoarse in it. I'm sorry the moment sailed away from me. Thank you. Thank you. I dropped the anchor on that one. I mean, that could be. There, work. that was a good one. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. Any more that you think of, feel free to just pop them out. To just put your mast up. And let my swim trunks float away. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with anything. <laughs> I also don't wear swim trunks. <laughs> I mean, 
teach their own whoever floats your boat (laughs) (laughs) all right so hopefully you're still here after all of our very pacific puns (laughs) sorry one more we're done probably no we're not lux made a lot of questionable decisions she was obviously looking for a connection to someone after her mother's death she knew nico for a short amount of time she immediately took off and moved from California to Maui in order to sail the world with him. This was just some of her reckless behavior. Did her decisions affect the way that you saw her as a narrator? Was she reliable to you? I felt she was reliable. You didn't find that she was one of the reckless girls? I felt like she was maybe a bit of a, a lost girl. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes in life, you get stuck and... You meet a guy, and as my friend Taylor says, nothing good starts in a getaway car, but sometimes you need the ride. Fair. So, I mean, he's not like a rebound from another guy, but from a heartbreak. Different kind of heartbreak. Sometimes you need that vehicle to get you out of your situation and get you unstuck. And that's kind of how I viewed how Nico was. And I know she struggled a lot internally with what she wanted and what was actually her dream versus what is his. Mm -hmm. And I think she just didn't think that far. And the first step was just getting herself out of that situation. I don't think she had the opportunity to have her own wants while taking care of her mom. She was so focused on that task that there was no room for her to be Lux. And it was just her mom's caregiver, which often happens. And it's hard to, Get yourself back when you're still grieving. She, right. she mentioned how she lost all her friends while she was going through it. Yeah. So that's sad. Poor Lux. How'd you well, feel about her? I felt bad for her at first, but then I was kind of annoyed by her because she just made some reckless decisions yeah, that were unsettling. And But I can see why she did that just because she was, like you said, like grieving and that was her ride, her getaway car her her way to sort of explore and find herself again i think that goes back to what we talked about a long time ago when we were talking about i killed zoe spano Mm -hmm. um and how many times people twist their narrators into being you have to be unlikable and unreliable and i didn't find her unreliable i did find her unlikable too though going with how you calling her annoying but was there a reason why you found her unlikable? What sealed the deal was her sleeping with that one guy, Jack. Jack. Yeah. That made me really not like her. But I think it was starting even before that. I hate in books, for the most part, when people just don't communicate. Yeah. And so I just hated her just basically watching from the sidelines as she knew something was going down with her boyfriend and not even trying to reconnect with him or talk to him and just letting it happen and letting her. Yeah. That was frustrating. Yeah. I didn't like that. She just didn't make decisions that I liked in general. No. I mean, she was still very young. She'd just gone through a very traumatic event. Didn't know where her life was going. Lots of, of things lining up there. Perfect storm on the seas. (laughs) (laughs) A dark and stormy, if you will. A dark and stormy. Have you ever had one of those? No. Oh. I don't even know what it is. It's a drink. Oh. It's a tropical one. Oh. 
I'll look it up for you. I don't really know. I think I've had one and I like it. I tend to like all tropical drinks for the most part. I do too, except for Mai Tais, which I did not I think like would be so Mai bitter. Tais. I don't know why. So it's uh, dark and stormy is ginger beer, uh, dark rum, and lime juice. Oh. So like kind of like a mule, but with rum. Like a tropical mule. Yeah. With rum. Might be interested in that. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So, the island is pretty small in general. We mostly only see a small part of it. There's unsettling history on the island that is constantly referred to, and they do talk about it a lot. A lot. But, like... They don't confirm anything, really. It was used during World War II to fuel up ships on the... I'm sorry, airplanes on the way to Japan. And then... Some people got stranded there for a long time, and eventually by the time they were rescued, a lot of people were missing, (laughs) and so they basically got charged with cannibalism is what it alluded to. Yeah. Being the horror aficionado that you are, were you satisfied with the spooky factor, or were you hoping for more jumpy scares and ghost stories about that cannibalism that they kept hinting at, or how did you feel about it? I felt that this was a missed opportunity here because I feel like it could have been so much more freaky than it was. And not to say that, you know, there was a good mystery. There was a good, what's going to happen, but you're on this spooky Island. That's full of history that involves cannibalism. And the scariest thing on there is that they found an old skull. Which she way overreacted to. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Which was the start of everything going downhill, pretty much. And I just think that, you know, there could have been some weird noises coming from the jungle that you didn't really know what was going on. There could have been sightings of people. Just something else to sort of tie that history into the the storyline because why else share it you know what i mean yeah it feel it felt empty i do get how the jungle itself could have been scarier just you know take advantage of those shadows and yeah unfamiliar noises and all that but especially when robbie showed up yes that guy was weird and creepy i thought that was gonna bring something out and it never did yeah it thought about it and then yeah it didn't Yeah, it was just... If they would have played him up a lot more and he could have just, like, toyed with them the whole time with his boat gone. Mm -hmm. But he's not gone. But no one ever, like, sees him twice or something. You know, and maybe that's just not the the audience that the author was writing for. Maybe she just wanted a good old-fashioned who did this weird thing. But, I don't know. I mean, she said in the acknowledgments that I know everyone reads now that I convinced them that they're so worthwhile. <laughs> that I didn't she read them. Had, like always wanted. Oh, I did. Like since she was twelve, she's always wanted to write like a what do they call closed door mystery on an yeah. island or something? Yeah, claustrophobic. No. Yeah. No. No. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay. I read. I skimmed the acknowledgments. <laughs> oh, look, the acknowledgments page. Kimmy's gonna tell me about this. Yeah. Next. You're finished. <laughs> I read it sometimes. 
By sometimes, I mean twice. If Stephen King puts it in the front of the book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, w- that was helpful. Okay. That was helpful. Make you read it before you dive into the story. Don't give me that look. <laughs> you love all things sailing, and we have talked before about how it's your dream to sail around the world with your hubs. Did this book scratch your sailing itch? What are your thoughts on the sailing aspect of this book? It did nothing for me. No? It, there was hardly anything, first of all. There was that one stormy this scene. one scene. Yeah. yeah. They were hardly sailing. They were anchored the whole time. But yeah, that scene also annoyed me. Why? Because it reminded me of the scene in Float Plan, too. And so I'm like, oh, this is like if you put uh, pregnancy in a book, you have to make it as dramatic and scary and life-threatening as possible just for drama's sake. Yeah. And, like, they even waited for things, but... And I, I can get that more in Float Plan because of her inexperience and her needing to seize the day. <laughs> but in this book, like, when people are paying you that much money and doing that stuff, like, you check weather windows and you know to avoid it, and it's not just, uh, oh, Red Sky and Morning? Yeah. Sailor's Warning? Shit! We wish we could have foreseen this. And then he goes to the weather. Right. Yeah. That's not... But Lux was inexperienced. Yeah. You don't feel that that was similar to Float Plan? Not really. In the fact that that, uh, Nico was more experienced than Lux was? No, and that was just weird and dumb and... I don't know. I didn't like it. It was just drama for drama, and, like, it didn't even make sense. Like, it was just weird in general because she was, like, snapped into the boat. Yeah. And then Brittany comes up. And, and then, she's fine. And Brittany's fine. And, like, her, and then Lux is suddenly having her her uh, little anchor tie thing snap, and she's almost dying and going over, while Brittany's just like, cool, look at you, badass. Like That what? was weird. It was that just, was very weird. So it didn't make sense to me. I just didn't like it. It did not scratch any itches. So a funny thing my husband told me that this book made me think of is that a lot of times you can get boats for cheap in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because they break like like Nico's did, but that's where people from America like start their circumnavigation for the most part. But usually their wives get sick of it. And <laughs> so they leave their boats there to sail for cheap and go back to their real life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to look in Hawaii. Oh, I certainly will. Yeah. Do you want to go sailing with me? As long as uh, we don't As long as sail. I check the weather windows. Yeah, and don't sail when the skies are red. No, it's at night it's fine. Yeah. In the but morning, in the morning it's not. In the morning it's bad. So what are we going to do if, if you wake up and the sky's all red? Cry. I don't know. Turn oh. around. What are we going to do? Probably freak How out. How long have you been sailing? If it's five minutes, then I'm swimming to shore. Um, how long have I been sailing? One day on our honeymoon, we were like, hey, let's take out that Hobie cat, or whatever <laughs> they're called. And the guy goes, have you guys done this before? And we're like, yeah, how hard could it be? And then we almost crashed into some rocks, and the guy running the place had to run off the dock and come jump onto our boat and save us. So if I see red, I'm not getting on the boat with you. That's what's happening. Most likely, we'll take at least one class before we invite people onto our boat. Oh, most likely. Not <laughs> even a solid, like, 100%. Meh. Maybe. 
<laughs> so the other day when we were talking about this book, you mentioned the use of your least favorite trope of all time at the end of chapter 25. I didn't realize I was crying until I taste the salt on my lips. <sighs> what are some other tropes? Not necessarily in this book, but just in general that you wish authors would steer clear from. Uh, I think you hit it on the head uh, at the beginning of this episode with the unlikable, uh, unreliable narrator. You know, I don't like, I don't like when they say they like, she sucked her teeth or she kissed her teeth. Yeah. Like, I don't, I know what they're doing. And I'm like, no, stop wording it like that. I don't think I've ever noticed that before. You will now. I will now. I just noticed it in my current book, Did Black you? Cake. Oh, well, I'm reading that soon too. Yeah. So uh, I don't like that. I uh, don't like any time that it's mentioned. I didn't realize I was doing this until <laughs> like who has never just go through life blindly. <laughs> who has ever just like, I mean, maybe while there. driving and your mind's wandering, you're like, Oh, I didn't realize I was already here. Sure. But have you ever been crying and not realized it until the lip, till you, the tears hit your lips? No, never once. So why is it so popular in literature? I don't know. Why? How do you feel about enemies to lovers? I kind of dig it. Do you? Why? Mr. Darcy. Oh, God. <laughs> you can't forgive them. So how could you like it? Wait till you read Akatar. Oh, God. But that's different. That's Munchausen syndrome, isn't it? No. 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 I know what you're... You, what am I talking no, about? No, you're talking about Munchausen oh, syndrome. okay. But... I just thought it was Beauty wait. and the Beast. No, that's not because... <laughs> to, to the, the Google! Google! <laughs> <laughs> what is it called when you fall for your captor? Stockholm. Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> Munchausen syndrome is when your parents try to force you to be sick. <laughs> like Eminem. I didn't know that. Oh, in it, his rhymes. In his, his rhymes. In his poetry. <laughs> in his poetry. In his mad, skilly rhymes. And his mom's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay. Uh, that is not Stockholm Syndrome. Okay. Because I won't. No. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you anymore. I don't know if I'm going to read it until I finish... The Blood and Ash. That's fine. Okay. You do you, boo. I will. Um, what other tropes? So, a trope I like and I loved in the context of our next book episode, but it also doesn't make sense because it never happens, is fake dating. What do you mean fake dating? Where you pretend to date. It's a trope. Where you, like... Like, uh, like you don't want your friends to know that you're sitting at home alone again. And so then you ask your neighbor to fake date you so they don't get suspicious. And then you fall in love. Oh, those are like Hallmark movies. There was but a- that never happens in real life. When have you ever known anyone to fake date? When I have you ever have thought not. about fake dating? I don't know. It's just, it's like a book slash rom-com like movie only trope it's not a real life thing yeah 
What about the secret billionaire or secret wealthy trope, oh. which was in this book too? No, I, I guess it was hidden because she didn't know who her friend was. Yeah. She didn't know that Alma. There was lots of lies. There was so many lies. Um, I don't like forbidden love. Oh, I like forbidden love. Why? Because I was raised with all love being forbidden and oh. it's hot. Stuck together drives me crazy too. A book I'm reading right now has that hmm. trope, but things are getting messy. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm sometimes like it does still work. I also enjoyed the on honeymooners by Christina Lauren. And that is, um, enemies to lovers slash stuck together. Oh, okay. I'm looking it up like other ones. Miscommunication between the two main characters leads to conflict. Ah, yes, I hate that. Yeah. Especially when the characters point blank refuse to utter a word to each other, even when a simple sentence of explanation could resolve the entire problem, <laughs> which is exactly what happened with Nico and Lux in this book. Oh, yeah, I hate that. Just talk. Just talk. When a character breaks up with another character in order to protect them. That's also something that's specifically not real life it's like i mean maybe it is but i don't ever see that happening you've clearly never been in love with a superhero no <laughs> did you date bruce wayne i don't know where you're getting at here tony stark oh sorry <laughs> no batman oh, i would never date him why? oh god why he is annoying as batman or bruce why is he annoying? Because he's so either pretentious or uppity. He, I, I don't... No, he's the... Meh. He's like the fake jerk. I don't like that trope either. The Mr. Darcy? I don't think Mr. Darcy and Batman are the same. <laughs> You've just offended me. <laughs> Again. Again. Oh, I don't want to date Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Like, Batman has his problems, but he's pretty cool. Name one cool thing about him. He's rich. There are much nicer, cooler, funnier, hotter, all the things guys I could date who are rich. He has cool gadgets. Okay. Like, you want a fancy vibrator or what? Like, <laughs> a bat-shaped one? Because <laughs> it flutters against you? A batarang. You? <laughs> wow. That's, That's one of his tools. bat. It's one of his tools. One of your tools now. <laughs> <laughs> Does it flap its wings? Yeah. Or censored now fcc's coming for us <laughs> the fcc won't let me be or let me be me mtv feels so empty without me a tisket a tasket <laughs> a green yellow basket eminem gets brought up a lot yeah well we love him yeah kim and m <sighs> are we done with tropes yeah okay let's move on I'm, I'm troped out the friendship between ama and Brittany. It's very odd. They tell everyone that they met in college, but they did not. They actually met in a group grief therapy session. Brittany's family was killed by a drunk driver who happened to be Emma's Ama, Emma, her boyfriend behind the wheel, even though Brittany was unaware of this detail for most of their friendship. <gasps> More scandals and lies. What are your thoughts on this entire relationship plot? I think probably during the pandemic, Rachel Hawkins watched the Netflix show Dead to Me and was like, 
That's actually an interesting thing to think about. Is that the plot? That's Undead literally the plot. Yes. Oh. Interesting. Uh, I mean, it's a little more in depth, but yes, this girl kills this other girl's husband mm-hmm. and then finds her at group therapy and becomes her friend. Hmm. It's the exact same. It was a good show. I'm surprised you didn't watch it. Is that with Christina Applegate? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. It was off my radar. Hmm. But that's interesting that it's the same. I didn't like it from the start. I just felt like they were sketchy. They were weird. They were weird. Very odd. Like, where did these girls get $50,000 to just be like, here, take us to this island? Which we've... It's hard to think even through Brittany's means that they would have gotten enough for that. Well, they kept stealing. Yeah. So, I don't know if that had something to do with it. Or Chloe. But... How many, like, how much money does anyone, like, bring on vacation and carry around with them? They're, like, literally pickpocketing men at bars. How mu- how many would they have to get to get $50,000? A lot. Right. I mean, I don't know anybody that carries, like, more than a thousand, probably, and that seems excessive. Right. So, yeah, it's weird. So, this book did a lot of present day for the most part but then it did flashbacks for everyone Mm -hmm. so how did you feel when Brittany and Amma met their third wheel who just started hanging with them I knew it was Eliza immediately really I did I did how did you feel when Amma had the moment of recognition and didn't say anything I'm not remembering that it's in the very beginning when they first like see other people and she doesn't like her, and they're like, why are you so anti-other people? It's cool. Let's just be nice and see how it goes. Oh, I completely forgot about that little foreshadowing. Nugget. I thought you knew it was her instantly. I did when they were in Europe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, not, so the flashbacks, so not instantly. Not instantly when, when they... Emma was all, like, standoffish and, like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then I don't even know what that's about then. That's kind of weird. What did you think about that? I thought it was very weird. Just like, just thinking back. Cause obviously I didn't know when Emma recognized her. And so thinking back, like, why would you not say anything if you like hate her that much? Right. Like just call her out. Why do you got to keep it secret? You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, why was she just not like, what are you doing here, Chloe? Why is she just like, this is weird. I don't like them. Let's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Amma was just so standoffish and like she didn't even want to be there anyway. She was weird. She was. She's just. And then she just goes and sleeps with Nico. Yeah. Like, like, what is her problem? You went from zero to 60. Talk <laughs> about reckless. Oh. oh my gosh. She was an odd one. It was very see-through. That entire plot. I felt. Because they're like, okay, we're like halfway through the book at this point. All of a sudden, this other girl gets brought into the mix and you can sort of start to see that things are getting shady on the island and you're like okay this has to be eliza because it can't be lux because she's at home caring for her dying mom there was no lovable factor. no i hated them all yeah so impressionable but 
weak and just catty and like the worst of all women honestly yeah so fake so fake so vengeful yeah i did not like them and i don't like book where i don't like any of the characters yeah i just don't and i'm still mad about robbie because Mm -hmm. i really didn't like him but he could have been used for such good spooky factor and so let's talk about like his two main scenes i guess of where Lux runs into him on the boat. Because I think that was like almost the most tense, creepy scene. It was, because I'm like, okay, what is he doing? Yeah, he, like he's up in people's boats. Right, without permission. Yeah. And so then we find out later that he took Lux's passport. Right. I mean, what do you think he was going to do with that? Like just prevent her from being able know. to go home? Like that was sketch too. Yeah. He didn't take anything else. There's all these drugs. There's all this money. All the fine wine and all of the other crap that they had. I bet he had. took something. I bet he took some drugs. But what are they going to do? Because no one else knew about it by then. Right. You're going to call the cops? Well, that's probably why they killed him. Yeah. Oh. Do you think like maybe they just killed him too soon? Even though we didn't find him till later and that's why he didn't... And they shouldn't have? I don't know. I feel like it was all just sloppy. Yeah. The way that he was just thrown in and just kind of just there but not really i'm starting to think now that we're talking about him that maybe the two girls ama and Brittany, immediately disliked him and sort of turned the entire group on him because they had a plan or i guess it would be chloe and Brittany. like kind of just that group mentality i don't think anyone would have liked him I don't think they forced Well, he it. was obnoxious. Yeah, and he was doing sketchy stuff being on their boat. Yeah. When they couldn't find him or his boat, uh-huh. did you think he was really gone? Um, I didn't think he was really gone just for the sheer fact of why even put him there if he's just going to leave on his own voluntarily and there's not going to be any issues. So I had a feeling that he was still somewhere but I thought that he was going to cause a lot more problems than he ended up doing. That's why I think, I don't know if he would have wrecked more havoc had he been alive. So how did you feel after Lux and Jack had sex and then they found his dead body? I did not pick up that he was showing her that intentionally. I don't think I did either. I definitely didn't. I was like, oh my gosh, gasp, like... Gasp! Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like there he is, Um, and all of her shits there. I'm wondering. I feel like I should have caught on to it that they did it more intentionally because that he showed her because he didn't. uh, No, that well, that he did it. Oh, and that it wasn't like he ate the poison fish. Ah, okay. Because like he would have done more stuff if he had been alive. Mm Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have just hung out in the wild and lived there. He would have gone and stolen their protein bars some more. Do you think that maybe Jack planted her passport with his stuff? Because her bag was on the boat at that point. I bet he did. Or even Eliza slash Chloe. They're shady. Every single person was shady in a different way. None of them were trustworthy. I hate that. It just makes me feel so ick. There was a lot of ick factor. And it makes me like, ugh. Like, it's so dirty. 
showing you like all the bad sides, everyone's bad side. You never really know or trust a person. Cool. Thanks. So the twist at the end. I'm a sucker for a good twist. Brittany, Ama, Jack, Eliza, Robbie, and Nico are all dead. Dun, dun, dun. All with different killers, too. Lux is the only one to survive, and she leaves her path of recklessness behind as she leaves the island. It's also revealed that Eliza, Brittany, and Ama were all friends, which we already knew, but this is revealed at the end, who planned this soiree on the island. Ama wasn't part of the plan. She wasn't? No. Because Oh, Chloe, so that's why she was pissed at the beginning. Chloe just disappeared. Yeah. And then while Alma's sleeping, Brittany finds that's the right. note and tells her, like, oh, make find your way to Hawaii or whatever. That's right. Okay. You're right. So that's why she was pissy when Yeah. When uh, showed Eliza up. showed up. Okay. So it didn't stay on the plat- path that Brittany and Eliza had planned together. Did you see any of those twists and turns coming at the end? I thought it was weird. I don't know. They obviously wanted to screw over Jack. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they thought that through. Just because it's not a renewable source of income and fun if they just kill him off. Yeah. I did not see, or I didn't see it, I didn't think it fit, that Lux basically turned into them on her own. That was very odd. The epilogue? Yeah. Like, she just met these girls, like, killed them all, and then was like, but the thing, they were on to something, so I'm just going to go to Asia now and keep doing what they were doing, even though I don't really know. It was all very weird. It didn't fit for her, I didn't feel like. And I also don't feel like she was the strongest one. on that island that was a weird thing how'd you feel about everyone killing someone different and i thought that was kind of cool yeah that was definitely interesting especially because lux killed ama which was a little bit of a revenge for screwing her man how awkward dude for real like the part that got me I don't remember what the conversation was in the book, but it was when Lux was on Jack and Eliza's boat and it was basically just Nico and Ama on the other boat because they were doing it. Right. And Jack turns to Ama and asks, oh, it was asked where Nico would have run off to. And she's he's now asking Ama because she would know more than the girlfriend mm. That he came there with right. now, which was so awkward. They were pairing off the whole time, but also like Lux would not talk to Nico. Right. So of course there's going to be issues. Yeah. And he's going to talk to the girl who's talking to him who's not pissy all the time. Right. Well, she was pissy. They're both pissy. Well, not towards him though. No. It was just. But like, who does that? Like someone's talking to your man. You're just going to like will him back over to you. I mean, not that, like, saying it's her fault necessarily, but to just, like, watch it happen and do nothing and then be surprised about it. Right. Like, they are pairing off and wandering off a lot. I also didn't like how 
Brittany was like, oh, I'm no longer friends with Ama. I can't believe she would do that to you. But she slept in the room right next to them. Right. She was just as bad. Yeah. Ugh. Guilty by association. How did you feel finding out or like <laughs> their crazy drunken night or drug night when they all got oh, high? Oh, when they all got and high. Like, and Wait, is that Brittany making out? No, it has to be Alma. And then we find out it was Brittany making out with Nico. Everybody's whoring it up <laughs> with Nico. You know, and he's just cool with it. Brittany wasn't like truly whoring no. it up. She was just manipulating. She was, but he didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he's a whore. Yeah, and so uh, his girlfriend's right there. His other girlfriend is right there. It's just a bad situation. Drugs and alcohol and no morals nakedness. to begin with. Yeah. <sighs> I hated everyone. So much. I did too. And I, I don't too. like that. It was just an icky feeling after you finished the book. It was just like, <laughs> It was. It was also like, what? <laughs> yeah. I think this is definitely a work of fiction. I don't ever see this ever happening in real life. There are things we love that would never happen in real life, like friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Where they all sleep together. <laughs> And they all but stay. But they're all still happy. Well, and they all stay in the coffee shop at 11 a.m. on a Wednesday all the time. Everything can be related to friends. Everything in the whole world. So we talked about the characters and how I don't like them. So switching from characters to the plot, how did you feel about that? Did you feel there were plot holes? Yeah, I did. Was that something you could ignore? Yes and no. Because I felt like some of the biggest plot holes were in the past stories and bringing it full circle into where they were today. Like with Eliza slash Chloe's mom situation. I felt like that was really, first of all, odd and it just felt unbelievable and it just didn't feel like it fit the narrative, but whatever. Get past that. I get past um, the whole Robbie sitch. The plot holes were a lot more ignorable and as opposed to the character flaws. Yeah. Character flaws were so in your face and they were just so incredibly egregious that it hurt. What about you? I think there were holes for sure, but I could ignore them. What Honestly, honestly, what was more bothersome... Then the holes was the excess, the opposite of a hole. What was with those random ass reviews of the island? Do you remember those? I th- was that was at the end? No, they were like mixed in a lot. I don't remember that. You don't remember when it'd be like, oh, hey, yeah, this island's super creepy. I couldn't stay there for too oh, long. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it wasn't like every other chapter, but it was like at least half a dozen and you never figured out who was writing them. Yeah, some were like letters, but some were like reviews, like on Yelp of the island. It was just weird. Yeah. And it didn't add. And like, but they were all talking about how creepy the island was. And it's like, I feel like a harsh critic when I say stuff like this. But the number one rule in writing when you learn in elementary school is show, don't tell. Mm-hmm. 
And it felt like instead of showing us how creepy the island was, she used those reviews to tell us. Yeah. Like, let us see for ourselves instead of being like, oh, here's one random Bob's thoughts. I couldn't stay there. It was too creepy. Back to the creepy island. Well, and then like Robbie's friend that lived there. What substance did that bring to it? It's not like they went to his old shack to go exploring. They didn't use that to their advantage whatsoever. Yeah. So there was just stuff like that, like just excess that doesn't add to the story, but takes away from it. Yeah. Silly. I feel like we're book badgering this. That's okay. (laughs) Did you like this book? Like, how do you feel about it overall? Would you recommend it to anyone? It was okay. It was all right. Um, definitely not something that's high on my list, but it wasn't, it was entertaining just for the train wreck value of it, you know, that you just, it's like, okay, well, what's going to happen next? Because this is already a hot mess. So it's, it's just like, like that. So it was all right. You? I think I would recommend it if you, if someone did want a super quick, easy, like, not a story to get invested in, but like a story to like pass the time. That could be a good beach read, honestly. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of the Lost Chill podcast. Please help our podcast to reach more listeners by subscribing and leaving a review. We read every single one together and jump up and down screaming with glee every single time. So you know we just truly appreciate it. And that is a true story, folks. <laughs> it's very true. If you can't get enough of the Lost Chill podcast, Check out our website, thelostchill.com, for blog posts and more fun. Also, consider becoming a Patreon supporter for exclusive content and swag. We are constantly improving and growing our offerings, so be sure to check back often. If it's additional reviews and cute puppies that you're after, follow us on Instagram at Katie's Lost Chill and at Kimmy's Lost Chill. Follow The Lost Chill as well to get all of the latest information on upcoming books to be featured, upcoming author chats, giveaways, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye. Aww.